got a live studio audience on today's creativity chat. Yep, her name is Callie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited to be interviewing my friend, Savannah. So Savannah has been to 38 countries and she is 25 years old at the moment. That's correct. Which is wild. I guess. (laughs) Seems normal to me. (laughs) And today I wanted to talk to her about traveling on a budget creative ways to travel on a budget so So first off let's kind of talk about your life and when was the first time you went out of the country um so the first time i left the country was when i was 14 we went to guatemala um and i was there for two weeks and it was crazy because i got on a plane and went with 500 people i'd never met in my life Wait, I don't, I don't even think I know that story. Yeah. Wait, let's, let's talk about that. <laughs> uh, so I heard about this trip that's happening through Adventures and Missions. And I wanted to go. So I told my mom about it. And I was like, I want to go. And I want to go with 500 other teenagers. And I didn't know a single one of them. So I flew to Orlando and went to training. And then I flew to Guatemala. And I was there for two weeks. And when you were there, what were some of the thoughts you kind of had running through your mind? Um, it was just really neat to visit like a new country and see different culture. Um, and that was exciting for me. Um, and I just felt really inspired and loved it a lot. It made me want to keep traveling. And you took, did you take Spanish in high school? or I didn't. I took Latin. Okay. So... I did not <laughs> speak Spanish well at all. So um, you're in a you're in a country for the first time and and you're hearing a language that you don't understand. Tell us a little bit about that. What does that feel like? Luckily we had translators for part of the trip, but actually in Guatemala a lot of people don't speak Spanish because there are a lot of native populations. Oh, excuse me. So even sometimes we went um to cities where or towns where they didn't speak Spanish, so a translator didn't help. Um, I don't know. It was kind of cool to figure out how to talk to people and interact with them without being able to really say anything. Yeah. So you're 14 and then you, you came back from this experience. What was, what was the next thing, uh, next air place you went? I actually don't even remember where I went next. I think it was to the Dominican Republic when I was in my senior year of high school. So you're back in another country that <laughs> speaks Spanish. Well, so at that point, I took, I'd taken one year of Spanish. Okay. So I knew a little bit. Um, actually, that was really fun because I enjoyed, uh, I thought I wanted to be a teacher at that time, which I'm not, but <laughs> that's what I thought. Right. Um, and I was able to go teach English in a classroom for the week that I was there. So that was really fun to get to experience that. And then you ended up going to school, like you said college you were going to be a teacher <laughs> and you I thought sh- so you thought so <laughs> and you shortly realized that is not what's going to happen in my life <laughs> that's true well I was going to be a an international affairs and uh education double major and then I decided I didn't need the education major so I didn't do it right <laughs> and then in doing international affairs you were kind of trying to figure out well my, one of my favorite stories about you is you were <laughs> you knew you needed to learn a language Yes. Will you tell the people that story? I don't know what part of the story you think is the best, so I think you should tell it. 
Okay. So the part of the story that I really like is when you talk about how you knew you were going to have to learn a language. A lot of people can speak Spanish. Yeah. And then you wanted to learn. Oh, how, what is the word? I don't know. Oh, critical so, language. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to learn. I needed to learn a language, but I didn't want to learn Spanish because there are so many native speakers. So I picked a critical language for the the U.S. government. So languages they've identified as important for politics and government. Right. Right. And those languages are Russian. Um, there's a lot, but mostly like Russian, Arabic, Chinese and one random romance language, which is Portuguese. Which was Portuguese. So you're in a Portuguese class. Like yes. first day of Portuguese class, do you remember kind of <laughs> what you were thinking? <laughs> well, one, I was thinking everyone here knows Spanish and I don't. So this is hard. Um, but two, there was a random girl sitting near me who seemed kind of strange, but I talked to her. <laughs> And now she's one of our best friends. That's true. <laughs> but she kept going on about Tim Tebow. And I thought it was just oh the weirdest God. thing I've ever heard in my life. Let's just, Sarah, we just, we're totally talking about you. Yes, but we love her. We do. I found out she wasn't actually weird. She's so. yeah, <laughs> a dear friend. Yes. But what I, I think the thing that I really liked about your Portuguese story is that you realized, hey, this is the only language that still has the English alphabet pretty yeah. much, you know, it's pretty much the same. So I think this will be the language I hone in on. Mm-hmm. That's true. And throughout college, you were able to do some really cool study abroad. Uh, so let's talk about some of those places you were able to go. Yeah. So to help learn Portuguese, I went to uh, Portugal. I studied abroad in Porto. And then I went to Australia and New Zealand, which was amazing. Let's tell the people what you did in <laughs> New Zealand that you'll never do again. Bungee jumping? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so fun fact, bungee jumping was uh, invented in New Zealand, and I did the world's uh, first ever bungee jump, which was exciting, but I also hated it, so never again. <laughs> never again. And then we got to spend a couple of summers in Brazil, so your Portuguese, uh, what you learned in Portuguese, Portugal, <laughs> Portugal. <laughs> yeah. you had to kind of switch it up a little bit. Yes. Yeah, for the Brazilatives. Yes, I did get made fun of the first time I went to Brazil and ordered something in Portuguese, but I said it in the Portuguese from Portugal kind of way. And yeah. They all made fun of me. And then you moved to Italy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, our studio audience member Callie is cheering. Yeah, she came to, to visit me in Italy, and we had a wonderful time. Yes, but while you're in Italy, you got to travel to other really cool places, and that I think is where we're gonna hit traveling on a budget. So yeah, so we went to 19 different countries in Europe, and then Morocco, Israel, Jordan, a couple other places I can't remember right now. But yeah, definitely lots of backpacker type travel thing. Mm -hmm. so for people that are listening first off obviously you're in italy so flights are a little less expensive once you're there yep. what were some of the airlines that you found yourself getting the best deals on well so where i lived in italy is a ryanair hub so that is the airline that i usually found the best deals on but um there are a couple other airlines like easyjet that you can take to that have cheap flights yeah and then when it came to situations of staying and accommodations, like what were some of the things that you did to 
not necessarily pay the whole hotel price. Yeah. So I basically never stayed in a hotel. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Step one. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you can get enough people to split an Airbnb, that's definitely the easiest way. I did stay in a few hostels and found myself in a bind a few times and had to stay in hotels. But um, for the most part, I tried to find like single rooms and hostels so that you weren't staying with 12 other people, but it was still pretty cheap. Or I would try to split an Airbnb with a group of four or five people. Mm-hmm. And then when it came to figuring out like, okay, I'm in the city. What am I going to do? What were some of the things that you would do to find uh, out what you wanted to do during the day? <laughs> that was a weird question. No, I get it. Um, free walking tours were my favorite because okay. you usually just have to tip them like five or $10 mm-hmm. and then yeah, they take you, it's like a local and they take you all around the city. And even if they don't take you into anything, they show you all the main sites. So you know where they are. It's kind of just a good like lay of the land and you can figure out what you're interested in and then go back and actually do those things. So that's, if a city has that, then I like to do it. It's cheap. It's an easy way to figure out what you want to do in the future. Think about a story of a city that you maybe went into not expecting to love as much as you ended up loving. Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. Well, (laughs) I did fly to Romania once and (laughs) in Bologna where I lived, there are flights that are like $10 every weekend. So there just happened to be a $10 flight. Uh, are those airlines safe? Yeah, it's Ryanair. <laughs> every weekend they have a special, so they have like a nine ninety nine flight Snap. every weekend. So sometimes I would just pick that and go. So I ended up in weird places mm-hmm. because it was just where it was ten dollars. So I went. Why not? Um, so Bucharest, Romania, went there. Uh, I didn't like that city, and I didn't <laughs> expect to. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> The honesty. Yeah, if you're from Romania and you happen honest. to be listening to this. No, Romanians are very nice. They do not know any English, so it's very hard. Well, the ones you met didn't know English. Well, yes. Yes. But I was in the capital, so. Okay. But they're very kind. Mm-hmm. It was just hard to communicate. Yeah. Um, But we got on this very old train. And we took <laughs> a five-hour train ride on, like, a Soviet-era train out into this city called uh brushov i think how you say it it's like in the mountain like transylvania okay in the mountains um it was beautiful we got to see some castles and it was like old town european so i did not expect to like that but we got to bucharest and we're like oh there's not really much here so we got on a train and went somewhere random and i didn't expect that to have a lot either but it was really pretty were tons of like fall leaves which you don't get in italy so it's pretty to see mm-hmm. and yeah it really surprised me 10 dollar yeah. trip what a deal I, what a steal <laughs> safety first no just kidding <laughs> safety first i promise it's a safe airline slight intermission savannah's being really kind and i'm interviewing her the night before her wedding so that's that's a true <laughs> friend right there <laughs> just a bridesmaid thank you it's just a bridesmaid thank you We've just been summoned to go to bed because there's a wedding tomorrow. I, there's a wedding tomorrow. <laughs> just Something like that. The kind of whispers you hear when you stay in a budget hostel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it came to 
getting the right money and different things like that like what mm-hmm. did you do so charles schwab bank is my best friend now okay uh because they don't have fees anywhere in the world to use their card or their at or use an atm with their card so um actually my best tip is to never use the money change counters they always right. overcharge you so yeah i would just go to the atm which i got once i got to the country use my charles schwab card and uh pull out whatever money i needed in that currency so my easiest way to get around and you never got charged no yeah. oh wow okay that's cool mm-hmm. yep so if you get charged a fee from a bank charles schwab pays it back to you so you get it back oh quality mm-hmm. wow yep little plug for them look at me learning on a yeah. podcast no it's great yeah seriously great bank right because it was my best decision like sometimes people will buy something in a different country and they'll put it in their currency and then they're actually charged you're more. Charged more. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, if you're traveling around Europe, then you can use a major credit card and it's no big deal. But if you go to Eastern Europe or Latin America or Asia, I mean, you may need, um, you may need cash. So that was my best way to get around. What was something you took away from Italian culture? Something you took away from Italian culture. Like something I learned from Italian culture? Yes, that's a better question. What's something you learned from Italian About their culture or from them? Both. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. We have more audience members. I know. We have another audience member, a.k.a. another bridesmaid. (laughs) Who's entered the room. Well, something I think Italians do good is, or do well, I guess. (laughs) This other bridesmaid also lived. In Italy with Savannah. <laughs> she has numerous positive things to say. Um, no, one thing they do well is like good family quality time, I think. Yeah. Oh, here they are. There's more. There are two more bridesmaids. Something they do well is like family time and taking things slow. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that can be not good, like if you're trying to get work done. Right. But other times, like it's cool that Italians still like prioritize family and still like hang out in the streets and are like friendly. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something. Chia, you're being recorded. We t- okay. So the the girl, the lady Sarah that we mentioned earlier has entered the room. The Tim Tebow lovers here. The oh Tim Tebow lover. <laughs> we said yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite laugh. <laughs> Thanks, Vanina. Thanks, friend, for being on today's podcast. You learned about Charles Schwab Bank. I did. I I learned there are no transaction fees at Charles Schwab Bank. <laughs> Just a walking guy. I'm a, I'm not being sponsored by them, but uh, maybe one day they'll they'll see this. Yeah, they should pay me a payment. Yeah, thanks for listening, friend, to this, and I hope you have a lovely rest of the day. <laughs>